Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, Dan, thank you so much for the introduction, buddy. Um, my name is Austin McCraw. I'm stepping in for Dr. McLaughlin this afternoon. Uh, as you come on, just want to just want to welcome you. Thanks for attending this clinic today. We're going to be talking about one of my one of my most favorite topics. We're going to be talking about value proposition, and we're going to be talking about something that's relatively kind of new in our research. Uh, if you're familiar with Mech Labs, you're familiar with marketing experiments. You know that we do a, a bunch of research around value proposition. We're always trying to figure out the better way to, or the best way to craft the value proposition, the best way to express it on a web page. And today we're going to be talking about what we think is the best way to actually test it, to test your value proposition. Uh, whether you know it or not, you can actually test the essence of your products, the essence of your company, and you can use something as simple as email. Oftentimes, at least what we see you know, across the world as we're dealing with groups of marketers, teams of marketers, Often what we see is if, if there's a product launch or they're trying to figure out how to, how, to, how to communicate a product on a web page, oftentimes what happens is you get a group of marketers and they, they sit down at a table together in a room and they, they're discussing, they're saying, what should we say about this product? Which feature should we focus on? And there's discussion, there's debate, sometimes it even gets kind of heated, there's arguing going on, and oftentimes what happens at the end Person, person, the highest paid person in the room will just step up and say, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on benefit A versus benefit B. We're going to focus on customer service versus, uh, uh, versus the price point. What, I, what I'm here to tell you today is that we don't, we don't really even have to have those conversations. Uh, those conversations can be fun, they can be enjoyable, and they can get us into a certain zone of, you know, what the product should be about. But we can actually go further than that. We can take it further than a social dynamic. We can actually add a science dynamic to our products. We can, act, we can actually test and discover what it is that, about the product that's going to motivate your custom, customers more. I taught this, this content recently at the, uh, what was it, the email, the email summit. And uh, someone came up to me afterwards and said, hey, this is really interesting. Can you use this to test products that haven't been launched yet? Can you, can you do the same methodology for testing products that we want to launch, but we're just not quite sure if they'll be successful? The answer is yes. You absolutely can. And you can even use email to do it. You can rent a list, a, a list that would be representative of your customer target, and you can actually test your value proposition before going live at the product. You can test to see what kind of demand is going to be out there for the product, how successful it's going to do in comparison with the, the competition. So there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with testing your value proposition today. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, uh, one other thing, we're going, to get, we're going to get kind of practical today, and I, I just hope you would bear with me. Oftentimes on these clinics, we, we're, we're revealing some major discovery or we're talking about some deep psychological issue in the mind of your customers. Today, it's going to be pure on-the-ground tactics. We're going to be, I'm going to be walking you through a simple five-step process for how to actually test your value proposition. So if you would permit me, and I, and I hope you find the kind of combination between theory and practice valuable. So let us know what you think about that. 
Before we get started, I want to get, I just want to encourage you to to use the hashtag Web Clinic to interact with us. We would love to see you. We have people standing by monitoring Twitter. We're pulling questions from Twitter. You can also use, as Dan mentioned earlier, you can use the question and answer feature provided by GoToWebinar. I can see on my screen right now, I can see all the questions that are coming in, all the statements that are coming in. As I said, my name is Austin McCraw. I'm a senior editorial analyst here. Basically, what I get to do, uh, I, I work with Flint on all his, uh, Dr. McLaughlin, if you're familiar with him, he's the managing director of Mech Labs. I, I work with him on all his value proposition research. I've probably read every book from the past century on the term value proposition. It was a bit painful, but we got through it. I read all the books on it. We've been studying value proposition, been working with Dr. McLaughlin on that. Um, I also get to kind of watch the case studies related to value proposition coming through, through the lab. And so today we're going to be looking at some of those. In fact, I'm going to just switch real quickly. You've heard enough about me. Let's go straight to an experiment. I think you'll find this experiment very interesting. So we're looking at Experiment Test Protocol 2067. It's doing with a company that provides technology and product supply to oil and gas industry. How would you like to do that? Would you like to uh, be a content marketer for the oil and gas industry? Anyways, that's what they're doing. And basically they have an event coming up and they're sending out an email to invite uh, their subscribers to this event. And here's the question that's at the table. Here's the question that oftentimes as marketers we have to face. We can't put everything in the email. We can't put everything in the subject line of the email. What are we going to focus on? What are we going to put up there? And for this company, they had two options. The first option was uh, we, we can focus on uh, how this conference is going to help the oil and gas uh, industry overcome specific challenges. Or number two, we could focus on how this this conference is going to help the oil and gas industry generate more revenue. And, and, and honestly, just using marketing intuition alone, this can be very difficult. I want to ask you, all right? Put, you've got to put yourself in this situation. You're the marketer for this company. You have an oil and gas content event coming up. You're trying to sell it. You're trying to angle it. How, which of these would you focus on? Would you focus on overcoming challenges or would you connect it to the overall revenue? All right, I see, some, I see some votes coming in. Thank you. You guys, are, you guys are awesome. You guys are interacting. So I see one. I see two, two, two. Revenue, one, one. Okay, it looks pretty even split here. So you can see the kind of dynamic that will happen sometimes in a, in a meeting with marketers. You've got people really vouching for, for, oh, we need to focus on revenue. Or we've got people you know, vouching for focusing on the actual challenges. So we actually could test it. Let me show you the test, Okay. Thanks for voting. Let's see who we'll see who is right. So here's the first email, version A. Okay, it's focused on overcoming challenges. You can see some of the copy there on the right hand side. It says researching to find out solutions to the monitoring technology issues you face. How can we? How can deep water risk be reduced? So these are you know key questions that are in the mind, challenges that these 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 uh, subscribers face every day that this conference is going to address. So there's version A, overcoming challenges. And here's version B, generating results. You can see the language, how it shifts. Now we're talking about how to outperform the conventional drilling by 350%. We're talking about a 10% improvement on ROP. You can see the end results are being focused on here. So let's see who is right. Is it version A, focusing on the challenges? Or is it version B, focusing on the results? Well, believe it or not, it was version A. Version A actually generated... 17% more click-through rate in version B. Focusing on overcoming challenges. 
generated more results. And you know what's interesting about this? 17% may seem like a small number in comparison to kind of some of the results uh, that we show here often, but think about it for a moment. These are both optimized, relatively optimized email messages. Okay, we're not actually optimizing the expression at this point. We're actually, we have an optimized expression. Now we're just, we're actually getting to the essence. We're actually adjusting and slightly shifting the essence. So this is a, this is a significant change. But here's the thing. The, the, the results, the number of results here, the 17% increase, that's not the coolest part about this test. The coolest part about this test is this right here. The coolest part of this test is that we actually learned more about what was motivating the customer. You know what you can do with this information? You can go and you can apply it everywhere. The entire conference agenda could be based on overcoming challenges. You just learned about your customer. You just developed a, you just made a humongous step in customer theory. And you can run with that. You can run with that in your direct mail pieces. You can run with that in, you know, oftentimes our direct mail pieces inform what we put online. It should be the other way around. We should be testing online to figure out what we're going to do in our direct mail pieces, what we're going to do in our television spots. We should, online, it, it, the web is a living laboratory. We can actually test customer behavior in real time, real data, and get statistically valid results. And the big thing here is this. You can learn more about your customer. And the goal of a, of a test is not simply to get a lift. And I know you've, if you've been on these clinics before, you've heard this before. This is something we say often. The goal of a test is not simply to get a lift, but to get a learning. And here's the reason why. It's because the learning will lead to so much greater lifts than the first test. If you can learn something about your customer, you can go and you can take that all over the place. I'm going to show you an example at the end of this session where we actually ran a test and then we were able to apply it across the entire site. We took a learning from the test and we were able to apply it all over the site and get huge results, not on just that one page, but everywhere. So the goal of a test is not to get a lift, but to get a learning. And we should always strive to better understand the customer, and in particular to understand the essence of our value proposition. What we're wanting to do as marketers, we're wanting to figure it out. Like, wh what is it that's motivating our customer? We, want, we, want, we actually want to start, oftentimes we approach our campaigns from, a, from, from, from kind of our viewpoint, thinking, you know, what, what is it that we like about the product? We have kind of a company logic. What we need to do is actually totally shift frameworks. We need to put on a whole new set of eyes and look at our products through the eyes of the customer. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you've got to test to figure it out completely. But that's what we're doing here. We're trying to figure out what it is that's going on in the mind of the customer. We're trying to understand that we're almost, we're, it's like we're trying to become the customer. That's what we're trying to do here. Let me show you this. For those who are familiar with testing, I'm not sure how many of you are on the line, but for those who are familiar with testing, Oftentimes, our testing is dealing with that gray expression circle there, the outer circle. We're playing with the headline, the headline copy. We're playing with images. We're playing with the way we're expressing our, our marketing, our collateral products, our offers. What I want to say is that there's actually something more powerful you can do with testing. You can actually, I mean, it, we, we want to test our expression, but even more valuable is to test the essence. And that the essence of your product is the value proposition. That's what we want to do today. We want to get to that. We want to understand the customer. We want to test the essence of our value proposition. And email, and here's the point of today's webinar, email is one of the most effective ways. Strangely enough, email is one of the most effective ways to test your value proposition. And here's why. Four reasons. Okay? Four reasons. If you're taking notes. Here they are. First off, email is easy to change. 
In fact, there's hardly anything easier to change than the subject line. In fact, often we can, you, you often don't even need a, like a tool or platform to test the email. You can do it yourself. You can do it manually. You can test subject lines like that. Okay, so that's, that's one of the reasons why email is incredibly effective. But it gets better. Emails have large sample sizes. Oftentimes, you have an entire list that you can work with. Oftentimes, you can rent a list. You can purchase a list. You can co-op with a list. And you can get huge numbers of data points of people you're sending to, particularly for the subject line. The, the amount of eyes that see the subject line often are huge, much more than what you experience on a web page, oftentimes. Same with pay-per-click. But email is it's, it's just a really good example of how you can get a large sample size. You can actually validate tests quicker, sooner, get statistic results. It's great. Number three, it's a highly competitive environment. This might seem a little bit counterintuitive. You might think, well, that's not, that's not real great. But no, no, no. This is where you want to test your value proposition. You want to test your value proposition in the most difficult spot, in the spot where, where there's a lot of options in front of your prospect. There's a lot of options in front of your customer. You want to see if your value proposition can, hand, can stand up to all the other competition out there. So you want to find a highly competitive environment. Email is excellent for that. And fourth, and, and probably um, my favorite point is, honestly, we're already doing it. Marketers, we're, we're already sending emails, and it doesn't... So we're already going to have to do it. I'm not asking you to do something new or more than what you're doing. You're already running emails. A slight tweak here and there... And, and, it, and it's already there. It's already ready to go. In fact, we do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of reveal some of the, the some behind the scenes at Marketing Experiments here. We're constantly testing you guys. I'm going to show you something kind of interesting. All right? So we, so we hardly ever send an email for a web clinic out without testing a subject line. Always. We're always trying to figure out what it is that's going on in your head. So let me show you two subject lines we tested recently. I don't know if you attended this clinic. You may have, but we did a clinic recently on content marketing. Okay, and so we crafted two subject lines. This is the first one. It's a how-to approach. Subject line one is how to optimize your content marketing versus a discovery approach. A little bit slightly different angle. Does content marketing really work? We wanted to know, are, are, is our audience motivated by you know, learning practical things of how, you know, how to do things, or are they motivated by you know, getting a new discovery, learning something new? What would so, so let me just ask you for a moment. All right? Let's see if you can predict yourself here, okay? So you get an email that says this. How are you going to respond? Okay, number one, 1A. One, okay, I don't want to speak too, too fast here because I don't want to sway the... All right, I'm getting a lot of ones. A lot of ones. I get a few twos. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. It started out one, one, one. Now we're getting a pretty decent even split here. You guys are going to be very difficult to work with. I, mean, I can't imagine. I'll just, you guys would be arguing all over the place. Well, let me show you. You'll find this very interesting, okay? Look at this. Discovery, an email subject line that focused on discovery outperformed the email that was focused on how-to. We do this often. We actually, here's another test. Same thing. How-to versus discovery. What would you know? Again, and now that's a 40, 47% increase. Wow. So, you know, what's interesting here is uh, this is, <laughs> this is why um, focus groups don't work. Because you guys told me on this line right now, you told me, you know, this is the email I would click on. This is the email I would choose. But you know what? The majority of you would actually be more likely to click two than one. So this is why testing and behavioral testing, I mean, you can learn, you can get in the zone with, with asking your customer, but actually testing gets you there from behavioral data. Your customer votes with their actions. So today, what I'm going to do, and this will be actually, I think, pretty quick, we're going to walk through a five-step process 
A simple five-step process for how to use email to test your value proposition. Just before I go on, let me ask you a question. How am I doing with pace? Is the pace good? Or is this, are you guys finding, is this valuable? Are you guys, anything you have? Help optimize me as I'm presenting here. Good. Okay, great. You guys are very encouraging. Okay? I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about this five-step process. Okay? Here's the thing, though. I've got a little caveat for you. Email testing will be useless to you if you're not willing to be a miserable failure. Okay? Email testing will be useless for you if you're not willing to be a miserable failure. You've got to be willing to take some, you've got to be willing to take some, some, some risks. You've got to be willing to be wrong. In fact, this is one of the hardest things for marketers to do. Uh, it's, it, number one, it's hard for marketers to be honest. <laughs> it's hard for marketers to be honest about, you know, what, what, what's... <laughs> Sometimes we're afraid of testing because what it'll, what it'll reveal. It'll, it'll actually reveal that we were wrong. So in fact, in fact, if I were if I were live with the audience right now, and I've done this before, I would actually make you at this moment before, I, and I would refuse to go on. I'd make you say, hold up your hand and say, "I was wrong. I was wrong." In fact, if 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 you've got the courage, I'd encourage you right now. Let's just get into the mode. Let's just say it together. I was wrong. In fact, you can, you should just type it. You should tweet it. I would. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you guys are typing it in. Excellent. Awesome. So you guys are ready. So this is, you guys are letting me know that this is, you guys are marketers ready to actually do some email testing. So let's go into the steps right now. Awesome. You guys have been an amazing interactive group. So this is great. Five steps. Step one. And we use this process in NEC Labs in, in testing our own value propositions. First, you want to identify potential claims of value. All right? You're going to see this diagram throughout the process. This is just a kind of an overall visual diagram to kind of let you know where we're walking through the process. So the first step here on the far left is identifying top claims of value. You actually would just want to have a... This is where you can have a group discussion. Okay? This is where you can actually sit down and say, okay, what are the possible angles that we have associated with our product? So let's imagine for a moment that we're selling mortgages. Okay? I want you guys to put your, uh, your, banker, your, your, your marketing for a bank hat on for a moment. Just think about it for a minute. If you're selling mortgages, we're sitting around the room, what are some possible angles, what are some possible emphasis of value, claims of value that we could focus on? Ease of getting a mortgage, low interest rates, speed of turnaround, best rate, honesty, local servicing, this is good. You guys are. This is exactly what you got to do. You got to sit down at the table and, and and map out all the options. Okay. This is what you want to do. For you, you don't want to leave any on the table. You can use focus groups for this. Here's some examples. You guys hit on the majority of these. Let me just show you what we put down on the slide. So, reliability might be a potential claim of value. The lowest rates. Ease of process. Same thing. Branding. You might have a strong brand you can lean on. Payment plan options. Sometimes you've got unique payment plan options not offered elsewhere. Reduced anxiety, service quality, and community involvement. The bank could be doing things in community, and for some reason that could just... We're, again, this is just a joint. We're throwing everything possible on the table. That's the first step. That's what you want to do. That's the easy step. That's the fun step. It gets a little bit more challenging here. This is where uh, we're going to take... You know, you can actually do 10 to 20 of these potential claims. We usually stop people at 10. Okay, and now in this step, what we want to do is we want to actually start estimating the force 
of the value of each of each claim. We actually, in our, our course on value proposition, we have an entire session dedicated to figuring out how to measure the force of your value proposition. We're, there's four elements that go into that, but what, what we're doing here is we're actually reducing the number of claims down to maybe like four or five that we can actually test. So here we are in the process. We have the top claims. We want to get them down to, let's say, five or six. Okay? I mean, it's a rough number, but you want to, you want to get them down to, and, and, and bottom line, it's based on how big your list is and how many you, emails you can send and get a statistically valid result. So here's how we do it. All right? What we want to do is we want to ask ourselves, is this claim, is reliability, is it appealing? Meaning, does the customer want reliability? How appealing is it? And how exclusive is it? And what you're trying to do is you're trying to move, and this is kind of a simplified version of what we teach in our course. You want to move to the right. You want claims. It's easy to find a claim that's appealing, has broad appeal, but isn't exclusive. You know? Uh, it, 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 like, for instance, uh, uh, <laughs> oxygen would be very appealing. Oxygen is very appealing to a lot of people, right? We survive on oxygen, but, you know, it's everywhere. It's not exclusive. You couldn't really sell it. <laughs> you couldn't sell... Uh, I mean, I, actually, what's really funny about this is I just... Uh, Saw someone selling oxygen at uh, the airport coming back from Canada. So scratch that example. It is actually possible to sell. But, but you get the idea. You can actually have something that's appealing that everyone needs, everyone wants, but doesn't have an exclusivity. And the other way, you can have something that's incredibly exclusive, you know, but it, have, it has no appeal. I could, I could tell you right now that this is the only webinar where you get to hear Austin McCrawl speak. And that's very exclusive, right? Very exclusive, but the appeal is a little bit lower. Appeal is a little bit lower. So that's kind of the idea. I could tell you that uh, this is the only place that you can get a signed uh, PowerPoint clicker from Austin McCrawl. The only place in the world you can get it. People are going to be rushing to get this thing because, you know what, there's not much appeal. Not many people want that. Um, if I was Steve Jobs or something like that, maybe there'd be more appeal. But All right, so that's what you're trying to do. Just kind of some silly examples there to help you kind of get the point. We're looking for something that has both appeal and exclusivity. So you can see here, we took those potential claims of value and we began rating them. Reliability. We have, people want reliable things, but you know what? In this situation, in this situation, uh, everyone else is claiming reliability. So there's no exclusivity. Uh, there's nothing different about our reliability that makes us, makes us exclusive. Payment options. We are exclusive in payment options. We, we have these specific things that you can't get anywhere else in terms of options for payment. But you know what? We're not quite sure if that's appealing. This is where you want to test. This is where you use email to test. But the thing is, as we've identified, it is exclusive. We're not quite sure about the appeal. Payment plan options. That's actually the same thing as the other one, I would say. Um, brand name. Same thing. No one else has our brand name. We're not quite sure. Uh, lowest rates here. Now, that's something that is appealing and exclusive. And the reason why it's exclusive is because, you know what? It's the only place you can get this lowest rate. It is the lowest rate. All right, this is, again, a kind of a hypothetical situation. That's what you want to do. And bottom line is you're, 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 eliminating, you're eliminating any of those claims that don't have both appeal and exclusivity. All right. In our value proposition course, um, I'm not selling, but just if, if, if this is something intriguing to you, you want to go deeper in how to actually measure the force of a value proposition, measure the force of specific claims, we have an entire worksheet dedicated to, to doing it. We have an, actually an entire session dedicated to 
to helping you do that. And we actually look not just at appeal and exclusivity, but we look at credibility and clarity. Those are two other elements that are absolutely critical in value proposition process. So now what you want to do, now the fun stuff happens. Now you actually get to test. And the first round of testing is with subject lines. And the reason why is because you're going to have more claims of value. You're going with those five or six that you have. And what you want to do, I'll show you. This is where we are in the process. Let me show you a case study here real quick. All right. So actually now we're turning this kind of hypothetical situation into a real case study where we did this. So here you, you have the claims to the left, lowest rate, payment options, brand name. How can you turn that into a subject line? Well, here you go. Here's just an example of how we did it. And then there's many different ways to craft a subject line. These are just examples. We actually, what you do is you actually end up testing two or three different variations that focused on lowest rate. Payment options. So lowest rate, mortgage rates under 2.7. That's focused in on the rate. Payment options. Own your home sooner with free bi-weekly payments. Brand name. Discover the advantages of brand. That's, that's that simple. You've got your claim. You've got the ones you want to integrate into a subject line. You're just making sure that your subject line is expressing that claim. Don't integrate more than one claim into it. Just one. You want to try to get it as isolated and as focused as possible. In this situation, we actually tested all of these claims. Some of them are the ones we've seen before. Some of them are kind of new. You can see the open rate. You're looking at open rate at this point. You can see the open rate on the very far right. These two claims stood out. So you notice we're testing all these different claims and we're testing different kind of ways to express the same claim in some situations. And what we're able to see when we do this is certain claims begin to emerge. Okay, we started with five or six. Now two or three are starting to rise to the top. Two or three are, are what is kind of driving the motivation. So now what do we do? Now we go to round two of testing. We actually test the claim in the body of the email. Here's why. Because you can actually flesh it out a little bit more. You kind of hint at it in the subject line. Now we're going to move it to the body of the email. We're going to put, we're going to create a whole email that's, let me just show you. So here we are in the testing. We're now in the round two. So back to the example of the large financial institution. All right, so we took one of those claims, payment options, and we integrated it into the email. The entire email was focused on payment options, version A. Version B, focused on customer service. Which one's going to win? Is it going to be payment options? Is it going to be customer service? You can see them side by side here. See, the email, the, the, the we want to try to keep the email as consistent from one to the other. All we're playing with here is the language. All we're playing here is with the messaging, the angle of the messaging. We're integrating particular claims of value into the messaging. Holy cow, I forgot about this test. A 241, this is kind of unique. We don't see this. In a value proposition test, as I was saying earlier, oftentimes the difference like 10, 14%. This is a 241% increase in conversion. The template didn't change. We're not reducing friction. We're not reducing anxiety. All we're doing is changing the value proposition. When you put it in the body of the email copy, the, the force of it is increased because you're expressing it more. It's, it's hitting the customer more, and you can see the potential impact. If you hit the right one, you hit the right value. So, for instance, they can walk away from this test Again, integrating a focus on mortgage payment options as what's going to be driving, driving the customer, motivating the customer. Let me get kind of practical here. For we got about we got a few more minutes here. Let me just break this down for you. How do you integrate your value proposition into the body of an email? Well, there's five parts, 
five key parts. When you're, when you're changing the copy, so take, look at the email that you currently have. Okay, identify these f- five key parts and all you have to do is shift the language in them just slightly to focus on the key aspect of value. So here are the five key parts. The first sentence. The first sentence or the headline, whatever it is in your email, you've got, you've got to hit them there. You've got to integrate the value proposition right there in the first sentence of your email. You can see how we did it here. To help you make the most informed decisions and keep your operations moving forward. Again, we're focused on overcoming challenges. That's huge. Probably, it's probably the most important part. There may be one that's slight. I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Feature bullets. Okay? Your email needs to pull out the key benefits that, 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 that are kind of around that claim of value. If it's customer service, you can talk about how you have a center that's open up 24-7. You've got 500 people waiting, standing by. You can talk about the one-to-one relational service. You can even have a testimonial. You can have things like that integrated into your, your copy, and you want to bring it out. You want to you get it to catch their eye. And bullet points is a very effective way to do that. And, but you want to take it one more step. Take the key phrases that emphasize the value, like we did here. We underlined them here, but you can underline them or you can bold them. Because that's what people are going to look at. They're going to that's that's what they're going to go to the they're going to go to the headline. They read the headline. Then they're going to jump to the bullets and focus on those key pieces that you've bolded. Give them an iPad to walk through. The call to action needs to say it. Get the answers. We could probably improve that call to action a little bit, but the, the same thing there. What we're doing is we're integrating. Obviously, you can't always build a perfect email. Just get get the main essence integrated into the copy. Even the call to action. And finally, and this is the piece that I was saying might be slightly more important than the headline because it's oftentimes, the, it's weird, but the one thing that customers read in the email oftentimes is the postscript. So you want to have, if possible, the value you're talking about integrated into the postscript. So you run your test. You've, you've tested in the subject lines. You've figured out, you know, you've reduced it from 10 to 5. Now you're at 3. And you integrate those 2 or 3 into 2 into the email campaign, you run a test, you get a result, and now the most important part happens. You have to interpret the test. You're essentially answering three questions. And here they are. What was the financial impact of the test? What was the financial impact of the test? So just the raw data here. How much did this impact? This is just looking at the numbers. This is the lift aspect. We want to take this step further. Question two, what did we learn about the customers? These are three questions. In fact, you might want to write these down. What was the financial impact of the test? What did we learn about the customer? And then finally, where can we apply these insights? This is where the huge results lie. You take what you've learned about your customer and you apply it everywhere. It's not about improving an email campaign. It's about discovering the essence of your value proposition and using that to better serve, better connect, better understand your customer. We did this with a partner here. I don't have time to go through the entire case study. But essentially, you see that page in the middle? We had, that's actually probably round three or four of testing on a web page. All right? You can do this with email. We've done it with email. Round three or four in a, on a web page. We got a lift. We discovered this was the messaging. This was the value proposition. And we rolled it across the site. The original page in the middle got a 201% increase in conversion. Actually, it was a little more than that because there was some compounding tests above it. But you can see when we went and applied it elsewhere on their site, different channels, different customers. We impacted conversion all over the business. It was a huge success. That's what we want to do today. We want, this is where true competitive advantage lies. 
and understanding your customer, understanding your value proposition, and being able to express it. Once you understand it, you have to express it, okay? Once you understand your value proposition, you, you want to make sure every element of your page, every element of your marketing collateral, the images, the headline, the call to action, everything, even the colors, every pixel must preach your value proposition, okay? You want to make sure you're expressing it through every pixel on your page, not a single pixel wasted. That's what we want to do. So just a summary of the steps. We're wrapping up here. Summary of the steps. First, you want to identify the potential claims of value, estimate the force of each claim, and then test within subject lines, test within the body copy, and then interpret. It's a simple process. Oftentimes, it seems so complicated. How do we figure out about This is simple. It doesn't get much more simple than this. You can go back, walk away, and test. You know what? Oftentimes, we, we, we get uh, questions. You know, people come to an event, and they see us train, and they love it. They like it. They want to they get it in their organization. Okay, they want to spread it across. They want to transform the organization and somehow, but, it, but they hit resistance and it's difficult. And they're always asking this, how can I get my organization to buy into what I think is good with this testing? So how can I get my organization to become a testing organization, an optimization-focused organization? You know what? This, this little methodology is huge for that. Number one, it's simple. It's easy. You can test the subject line. You can begin determining your value proposition and the potential impact is huge. If you're going to convince anyone, this methodology might be the one for you to use. It's kind of a crack in the door that you can kind of get. If, if, if you have difficulty transforming your culture with testing or optimization, this is the way to do it. This is how you can actually change an organization. So that's all I have for today. I think uh, I'm out of time, but uh, let me see. Do you guys have any questions? Any questions that come to mind here? Anything? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking at the questions coming, to, coming in. How can you craft a value proposition for a consulting service, not necessarily a product? All right, listen. This is from Natalia. Great question. All right, let me, let me, let me just say this. this is, I'll leave you with this piece, okay? And I, I wish I could tell you more, and I'm not going to sell it. I don't want, I'm not trying to sell you, but... If you really want to answer that question, go take the course online. It, it, it will give you a more in-depth uh, understanding of the term value proposition. But bottom line is people don't understand what we mean by value proposition. In fact, we've had, we had people on the webinar submit value propositions for this webinar. Um, all the ones that we've looked at, all the ones I've looked at, were not value proposition statements at all. And the reason why is because there's just confusion around the term. We don't really know what it means. Let me just simplify it for you, okay? We've done the research. We've looked at all the different methodologies. Here's the simple way to think about value proposition, and it answers your question, Natalia. Your value proposition is simply an answer to a question, a question that's posed in the mind of your customer. The question is this. If I am your ideal prospect, why should I purchase from you rather than any of your competitors? If I am your ideal prospect, why should I purchase from you rather than any of your competitors? Your value proposition is only an answer to that question. And it's got to be appealing. And it's, so you, and often what you want to do is you want to start with the word because. Why? Because of this. Because we're the only company that does this. Go back to uh, Natalia's question for me, Paul. I can't see it. No, no, you're fine. Just, all right, so, so let's take her example here for a consulting service. So basically you adjust the question. Right? If I am fill in the blank, who, who are you trying to sell to? If I am blank, why should I engage your consulting service rather than any other consulting service? 
That's the question you're answering. Just be able to take that question and adjust it for your situation. You can adjust it at a prospect level. You can adjust it at the product level. And you can even adjust it at the process level. Again, all that's taught in the course. All right, so Natalia, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you have an appealing and an exclusive answer to that question. If you do not, you will be sur- if, if your answer is not exclusive, and maybe that's what you're talking about in your question, then you're, you're only going to be surviving on pockets of ignorance. And oftentimes, you're, you're, you're just on a declining slope. You need to find what is it about your company, what is it about your offer, what is it about your product that you can't get anywhere else. So that's all the time we have today. Go ahead and take me to the final slide. I want to say this. Uh, if, if this is intriguing to you, if you, if you would love to run email tests or want to discover your value proposition, we're always looking for people. We're looking for research partners to actually help us in our research of value proposition. We want to learn what's, the, what's kind of the nuances from industry to industry about value proposition. How can we get better at testing value proposition? So if that's something that's intriguing to you, interesting, I would encourage you to just fill out the form at the end. Um, again, this is just, uh, you know, uh, it, only if it's interesting to you. If, 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 you know, advancing the research on value proposition and potentially even generating some results for your page is interesting, then you fill out that form. Uh, bottom line, let me know how you thought of today's clinic. If you found the practical application helpful, um, give me any, any uh, you know, critique or advice that you can give me. Um, I appreciate you taking out time of your day to uh, attend this clinic. Um, I hope that we'll see you back here in two weeks. Please, if you do anything, these clinics are free. We don't charge for them. The only thing we ask you to do, if you are willing, if you found these valuable, share it with a friend. Tell someone else. All right. Hope you have a good day. We'll see you back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.